Hey, everybody. Here we are again on a Wednesday morning. Uh, Today, I get to talk to my friend Katie at the Orange Branch. She is awesome. And we had a really, really great conversation. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Katie. So I am here with my friend Katie at the Orange Branch. And uh, Katie, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what your position is and your favorite genre? Absolutely. So hello, I'm Katie. I am the assistant branch manager and the adult services supervisor here at Orange. That means that I uh, manage the adult department. So that main info desk here at Orange, that's where I like to spend my time. I work with the staff here and I really love working at Orange. It's a great place. Good, good. What's your favorite genre of book? Oh, you know, I kind of go back and forth. It used to be I was a big literary literary fiction reader. Uh, I would do a lot of historical fiction, literary fiction. Um, but I got away from that when I started doing more. The more I started doing reader's advisory, the more I realized I wanted to read more types of books. And I also hadn't read a lot of popular titles for a while. So I started reading more popular fiction kind of pop romance every once in a while. But my true favorite genre to read and dive into is horror. I love horror novels. Um, I love being scared. And I really love the way that a novel can scare you. I think it's really incredible. Yeah, for sure. So can you explain a little bit what literary fiction is? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. So literary fiction, trying to think of a good example. So maybe Britt Bennett's The Mothers or uh, one of the ones that was a more classic uh, contemporary literary fiction was The English Patient. So they are fiction, but they are sort of highbrow or brainy fiction. You know, they don't necessarily focus on a romance. They don't have a horrific element. They don't really have a mystery. They are often just life stories that are really well written. And and they're not usually they're not often bestsellers, but they often are titles that will get turned into movies. So um, uh, Ian McEwan's uh, Atonement is an example of that. And I got into that type of book because I was really interested in the uh, Booker Prize for fiction, which is put out by an organization in England. And they always have a short list and a long list. And then they award a title. And I went through a phase where I tried to read all of the Booker Prize winning novels. But that was kind of where my shift came into reading other things because After a while, those books got really boring. (laughs) They're really wonderful. They're really well-written. But then I was missing all the popular things that were kind of going by that everyone was talking about. I was like, well, I don't have time to read that because I'm busy reading uh, The Satanic Verses or The English Patient because they won this award. And I really have gotten more into reading for fun and not reading for uh, any kind of goal. So I I, have found that I like I like. I like books that make me think, but not too hard. (laughs) Right. Like you can't, I get that. I understand that for sure. I remember like, I always thought that like when I graduated college, so in college and when I graduated college, I thought, well, now I have to read all of these books that 
like are edifying in some specific way. And pretty soon you're just like, I don't like reading. Right. I just, yes. It makes me tired. I, I don't like reading. I thought That's I was supposed exhausting. to like this. I thought this was fun. <laughs> yeah, exhausting. So yeah, I, I've been in that position before. And then I got, you know, hired in getting into libraries and in the children's department. And it's like, well, you should probably read children's books because that's where you're, you know, going to be recommending. And I was like, oh yeah, this is why I love reading. I read right. Oh, right. A, a good story and a fun group of people. Oh, right. That's why reading is fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Definitely. So um, since, you know, horror is one of your favorite genres and we are coming up on Halloween. Yes. Let's go ahead and recommend some spooky titles for our listeners. Oh, I would love to. So as we like to say, we were just talking about how it's October already. Can't believe it. And it's now what we like to call spooky season. Uh, spooky season at my house started, uh, well, it's kind of spooky season all around all year, but we did finally get out our Halloween decorations. So now I'm full on ready to be scared basically all the time. Uh, so I do have a couple of book recommendations. And then I'm also going to recommend a few movies that are available to stream through our library services. Nice. So I have really been into contemporary horror. So when you talk about horror, there are some classics. You have Dracula, you have Frankenstein, um, you have a few other really classics on um, The House on Haunted Hill, maybe, for example. And all of those really have informed a lot of really excellent modern horror, especially gothic horror. And also a lot of very creepy, unique horror. And there is a kind of, there's been a resurgence in horror writing recently. I think for a long time when people were looking for a horror novel, they would come in and just say, where are your Stephen King novels? And you point them towards Stephen King and they're stuck reading a seven or 800 page book, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, like he has fans. I'm a fan and I'm actually going to recommend one of his titles, but there's so much more going on in the horror genre right now that that I really want to recommend. And you can also tell if you're a fan of Stephen King, a lot of these, these authors have taken obvious inspiration from him. So there's no, no knocking Stephen King. He's, he's definitely impacted this entire genre of writing. But the first book I'm going to recommend is by Chuck Wendig. It's one of the more recent titles here on the list I have, and it's called The Book of Accidents. This one just came out a couple months ago, and it's the first book in a long time I've picked up where I could not put it down. Hmm. It was definitely a page turner. I'm going to do a poor job of describing it because it is kind of hard to explain what happens in the book. That's also what I like about horror. You're never quite sure what's actually going on. But in this one, you have a family who moves to the house where the father grew up. His, his own father has just passed away. And they have a teenage son who's been struggling in school and they decide that they're going to move to this house and they're going to start fresh. But as soon as they move, really odd things start happening. And you realize that as you're moving into a house with a lot of personal family demons, it's a little harder to get a fresh start. But this book really goes places I was not expecting. So you think it's going to be just the story of a family kind of in a downfall based on their past trauma. But what you end up with is this odd character who shows up and 
kind of latches on to the son and he is not a good guy. And this book just goes so many different directions from there. And it goes so many different directions because this book actually involves time travel. Um, the creature that I can't, I don't want to call him a demon necessarily, but he's just bad. He's a bad entity and he's able to travel through different time layers. And essentially what they're doing is they're visiting different instances of the world where this family has existed in different planes and their lives all play out in different times. And and the horrible things happen to them. And the whole point of the book is trying to correct all of the bad things that are going on. So it's violent. It's a little bit gory. And it is traumatic to read. But I, it sounds odd recommending it. But it was a very good read. I really liked it a lot. Uh, the next one is a total uh, 180 from that. And that is the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Has anyone talked about this book on the show before? They haven't talked about it on the show, but I know that we've talked about it in our reader's advisory meetings. Like yes. several people in the reader's advisory were like, you should read this book. It's so much fun. So this is by uh, Grady Hendrix. And Grady Hendrix just has an excellent campy, fun approach to horror in general. He's written a handful of titles that are just so much fun. You can tell he loves to have fun being scared. And this is no exception. This is about a group of women who get together and read uh, romance novels. And because essentially their neighborhood, which is full of well-to-do people across their neighborhood in, I think they're in... uh, either Louisiana or North Carolina, I can't remember. Um, it starts off as a, like a couple's book group, but then all the men just want to read Tom Clancy novels. So the women decide <laughs> to have their own meetings. <laughs> and it's just awesome. But then they all turn it like, there's so much going on in this. I don't want to over explain it, but that you just have to get into it on your own. A bad guy comes to town and follows the women in this group and some terrible things happen, but in a really fun way. So we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Nice. Nice. It's really a lot of fun. Grady Hendrix also has a great title. Uh, He wrote a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism. And that is set in the 80s, and it has a lot of camp 80s references, a lot of pop culture going on there. So that one I also recommend. And then he also wrote a title called Horror Store, which even if you don't have time to read this book, I recommend finding a copy just to look at the cover because Horror Store... Uh, is based on a story where uh, people are stuck inside a big box store and there's a ghost there that's chasing them around. But the cover of the book looks like an Ikea catalog. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. I've seen that. It's genius. It's creepy. You can see a figure like pressing through the walls and it's got this all like pristine Scandinavian furniture design. But I, I really, really recommend it. Nice. At least to look at it. Just look at it. You'll get an idea of like what Grady Hendrix is all about. He's campy. He's stylish. He's fun. Um, He also just had another book out. That was the Final Girls Support Group. And I liked it, but I would not recommend it as the first book you read by this author because it's pretty straightforward. That one is much more just a standard crime novel based in the world of horror movies. So it was, and it wasn't as funny. I wasn't, I was a little disappointed. It wasn't as campy or fun as some of his others. So If you're looking for camp, go for Southern Book Club. Nice. Nice. Um, 
And then I have uh, one more book recommendation for The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. And this is a heavy, heavy, heavy book to read. Um, you know, horror, some horror novels can be a lot of fun. Um, some of them are just, like I said, like Grady Hendrix, they're really campy. But Cabin at the End of the World is just full of this heavy dread because it's written in a style that's so realistic. Mm. This is not a novel that has any real supernatural entity. It's more the this could really happen kind of novel that really sets it over the edge. It's about a couple and their daughter who go on a camping trip to a remote cabin. The daughter is playing out in the front yard and a group of people show up and they all have weapons and they tell her, your dad's not going to let us in, but your family is going to save the world. And what happens is the family members all lock themselves into the cabin and the people who have come to visit are convinced that sacrificing these three people will save the planet. Oh my word, that is it's so heavy. So intense. And they have a hard time getting anything on the news. They can't really get cell phone reception. So they don't actually know what's happening. And it becomes this really deep story of what is your family? What does the world mean to you? Like if the world ends because I had to sacrifice these people, does it matter? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, oh my gosh, it's so much. And it's so well-written and it really puts you into that scenario. And, you know, it's it's hard to read, but I highly recommend it because sure. it's so well done. Yeah. Sure. And then I have one last recommendation for an audiobook because it's read by my favorite narrator, that is a narrator named Will Patton, and he narrates yes. the audiobook. Yes, don't you love him? Love Will Patton. Yes. He is the best. And he narrates The Outsider by Stephen King, which was also ter- developed into a miniseries on HBO maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is great. Uh, it's made that much greater by Will Patton's narration. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much reading the novel. Uh, and so I recommend listening to it. If you want to try an audiobook for the first time, Will Patton is a great narrator to dive into. He's got such a gruff voice. I think that that's a good way to put it, that he really adds a lot of context to stories. Yeah. And, and I highly, highly recommend that one. Agree. And so I will also then just recommend a couple movies. If listeners are not familiar, we have a streaming service that you can access through our website called Canopy. And Canopy has an excellent collection of horror movies here. Uh, and you can put the app on your Roku, on your smart TV. And just a few recommendations that I uh, have really enjoyed that are now streaming for free on there are What We Do in the Shadows, which is a really great vampire comedy, if mm-hmm. you can believe such a thing exists. It's so excellent. Right, yeah. That's now had a TV show developed around it and the show is great, but the original movie is is streaming now and it's excellent. Um, they also have, if you're into, these are all more fun movies. Uh, there's a movie called uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil that takes all the horror movie tropes and sort of pokes fun at them. It's what we call like a meta horror movie. Yeah. Where uh, these teenagers all show up on a camping trip and they think they're, 
country neighbors are out to get them, but the country neighbors are really just there to renovate their cabin. And they're like, what's wrong with these kids? Why do they keep getting into all these horrible situations? I love Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, along the same lines for that, those horror comedies, there's a movie that's kind of funky and weird called Slice. That is a horror movie that's based around someone who's delivering pizza around town and weird things are happening to him. So Slice is a fun one. And then for the more standard horror, uh, Hereditary, The Witch, and The Lodge are three really spooky movies uh, all streaming right now on Canopy that I recommend as a, as a watch. And those are all... Yeah, yeah go Hereditary ahead. Was, was that... That was, that came Did that come out last year? Two years uh, ago. Two years ago, about two years ago, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, and you know, this, some of these are are fun. Some of them are hard to watch, but still scary. Some of them are absolutely beautifully filmed. The Lodge is a pretty movie, but all of them are are um, worth watching for the, the spook factor, the scare factor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm glad you, you brought up Canopy because I've talked about our other, you know, streaming devices. I've talked about Hoopla and, you know, Libby and all that, but I forget about Canopy. I mean, I've used it before, mm-hmm. but I for, forget about that, that we have that, um, that service. And so, uh, if our listeners have a, um, a library card, you'll be able to access Canopy. And I, the one I've watched a documentary on Canopy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have they have really good documentaries too, which I appreciate yeah. for sure. They really do. Canopy started as a like educational film service. So it has a lot of documentaries, a lot of lectures in there. But then they got into the um streaming the film business as well. And they do make some great selections for what they curate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's uh Canopy with a K, not a C. Mm-hmm. Is important to note. Um, well, yeah, that's awesome. Did you have a podcast that you wanted to recommend? I have a couple, you know, so on this same channel, I do have a monthly podcast that we put out that we talk about movies. That's the library gals go to the movies. And then I do have, um, along with those horror lines, I have, uh, great horror movie podcasts. I love to listen to called Fright Club. That is a couple that is local to the Columbus area and they, usually pick a topic and discuss the top 10 movies that fit into that topic. The most recent one was fathers and daughters in horror movies. They picked five movies on that theme. And then if you like a good spooky story, I also recommend a podcast called spooked by uh, snap judgment. That one is people telling their real life ghost stories and nice. it's a good, a good creep as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm not a huge horror fan. Um, I just can't, like, I love gothic. You know, I like the classic gothic tales. Frankenstein is probably my favorite, one of my favorite books of all time. I've read it probably, I reread that probably the most out of any book that I've read. I absolutely love it. Um, But I read one recently that Mandy at Powell recommended, and it was called A House of Ghosts. Mm-hmm. by um, W.C. Ryan. And it was just, it was awesome. Like it was, it's only, it's not even 300 pages. So it's really short and it's set in World War One, And it's like all these people end up in this big, huge mansion 
And it's obvious that there are ghosts, but it's obvious that there are people dying who, and it's not caused by the ghosts. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) It's really, really, really good. So if you're a fan of like Downton Abbey or the Maisie Dobbs series, like this is a book that I would highly recommend for sure. Um, It has that nice creep factor. The other book that I read recently was called Mexican Gothic. Oh, what did you think of that? Oh, I loved it. Awesome. It like was treading the line of like almost too grotesque for me, Mm -hmm. but it didn't go over the line. And I listened to the audiobook and I highly, highly recommend the audiobook. It's awesome. It's really good. Um, And then for, uh, if you have kids, then the other recommendation I would um, I would give to you is a book called Marina. Have you heard of that? No. Carlos uh, Rua Zafron, I think. Uh-huh. It's very, oh, it's just so creepy. It's really good. It's super creepy. Really, really good. Um, essentially, it's like this boy meets this girl and he's fascinated by her and he finds out that her dad is like doing experiments that are super weird like in the sewage system and this is all set in Spain it's super creepy really really creepy but it's really really good um I think that's all that I have in terms of like creepy books because it's not something that I normally read but I really should read um Oh, what was the second one you said? The The Southern Book Club? Yes. Yeah. That's been recommended to me enough times. I'm like, I just, I need to read that one because it sounds hilarious. It's fun. It is a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to highlight about the library or any last thoughts that you might have? I will just say that this weekend coming up on the uh, 9th of October is the Geek Fest. That's going to be streaming live all day on our YouTube channel. You can find all the details on our website. And the podcast that I host with Via, uh, we are going to be doing a recording of our favorite horror movies. And what we did was we created a bracket of top eight of two different topics. So we're going to be arguing about who's the best final girl and who is the best female horror director based on the eight topics for each of those that we picked. And we're going to talk it out and record and we'll really take everyone's input. It should be a lot of fun. But there's so much else going on at the Geek Fest. There's cosplay competition. There's uh, geeky story time. There's so much fun stuff going on. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it should be a blast. Yeah, it always is. It always is. All right. That's awesome. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by, Katie. Great. Happy spooky season. It was super fun to talk to Katie. She is a delight to talk about uh, Reader's Advisory. We have such a good time when we all get together. Uh, She's so widely read. Am I right? Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, don't forget about the Geek Fest, which is on Saturday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get notifications about when that all starts. Or just tune in to the YouTube channel Um, on Saturday. Okay, that's it for today, you guys. Go ahead and email me at whattoread 
at delawarelibrary.org with any questions or concerns. I love to hear from you. You're listening to What to Read with Annie. I'm your host, Annie Pasma. Thanks for listening.